What's up? I'm better now. Better now. Man, I've been driving. I was in fucking Charleston. I drove to Charleston, South Carolina. Apparently, there was a shooting while I was sleeping in my hotel room. And then I drove down to Hinesville, Georgia, which I can comfortably say is one of the wackest places I've ever been. And then uh, now I'm in Augusta, Georgia, which is pretty dope. And right after we finish this call, I'm going to get me a steak at old T-Bones. Old T-Bones? Are you going to get you a T-Bones? There is a steak that was promised. There is a steak that was promised. There was a stake that was forsaken, <laughs> and I have finally returned to claim what is mine. T Bones was tricksy. It was a T Bones was it, it, false. It was a motherfucking. <laughs> but I'm gonna get that goddamn stake. And go. um, so yeah, I've just been driving and working, cranking it, fucking starting to plan some vacay time, you know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man, I got a busy, I got a busy fall lining up. I, I just was looking at it. We're not really taking any vacations over the summer, but I think in this fall I'm going to fucking Disney World and I'm going to go to Jekyll for a little bit with my family lamb, and then I'm going to go to the beach with you. So we, uh, we're going to be traveling. Yeah, I'm, I'm that beach trip. I'm like, I'm trying to see how that's going to play out with like I'm thinking it just might be me and one other person and then um, you and Aaron but like every time I bring it up I always kind of have to look at whoever I'm near I'm like I'm sorry I'm not immediately inviting you it's just because like there is room in the hotel for other folks but I'm grown now and I ain't trying to have everybody all packed up into a hotel room you know yeah yeah well how many beds are there that's the thing it's the same as Back in the day, there's one bedroom with right. a king size bed, and then there's a, a pull out futon in the living room, which has got a lot of room, and then there's like a bunk bed built into like a closet kind of a thing. Okay. Okay. Set of bunk beds. So, te- so technically, there's four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like and you know, being being grown folks now, it's like you you want a you want a wall between you and whoever else is sleeping. Yeah, and there's like one bathroom. Oh, so yeah. I, I'm just like, I mean, there's bathrooms. It's a hotel, so like, there's bathrooms all over the hotel. Yeah, but like, um, you want to keep that know, room uh, room bathroom traffic down to four. I would imagine. I, yeah, I just like you know, like I could pack it out like we did in the day back in the day, but I'm like, I don't really, I don't really want to. I hadn't been down in in years. I haven't been down in years. Yeah, and um. Yeah, really, my only aim with PCB is to hit the uh, tiki bar and hope that my man Jim is working down there. And so he'll just be like, oh, you drink like $150, $200 worth of mixed drinks, and I charge you like $15. Oh, ski. And I was like, and then I tip you $40, and he's like, yo. Yeah. Like, okay. So we call the regular yeah. special. Mm-hmm. And that one was earned by my father for years, decades of drinking at that <laughs> bar. And that that has been, I've been grandfathered in to that. Um, and then all my friends, whoever comes with me, is also included in that deal. Yeah, that deal is an heirloom, all right? Be gentle but, with that deal. But my brother, if he fucked it up, because he dated a bartender there for a while, and they broke up. Um, mm. I'm like, if you fucked up that deal, Cameron, like if I get down there and your ex is working and like, they they cut me out. I'm like, this is some bullshit. 
or <laughs> Brandon would not at camp for that. But we'll have to see. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure we'll get down there and it'll be chill. Yeah, I hope so. Well, here, let's start. Well, yeah, just looking forward to that. Now, yeah. Let's start the goddamn show. Let's start, goddamn hey, let's start, the, let's start the show. Drummond's sneering and his disrespect. For he is being the case of the prosecution by his contempt for all that is holy. I object, I object, I object. On what grounds is it possible that something is holy to the celebrated agnostic? Yes. The individual human mind. Child's power to master the multiplication table. There is more sanctity than in all your shouted amens and holy holies and hosannas. Welcome to Tap Snaps, the podcast that man just just can't handle the 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 greasy the greasy foods anymore. Man, I I, uh, I went to uh, uh, well, I'll, 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 we'll call it Culver's. You know, it's a I went to a burger restaurant. Over the weekend, <laughs> I love that you didn't want to blast them. But you're like, well, you know, I, I am going to blast them. <laughs> well, you know, they know what they did. No, the uh, <laughs> Memorial Day, uh, we didn't really like, you know, celebrate or do too too much. But we uh, over at my my house, we were working on projects over over at the over at the cribble. We were doing a little little home improvement. We were building some some cabinets up in our storage game. Um, we got some new. We got two new bookshelves. We got two of these like kind of uh, like units that are like the bottom half is like closed storage and the top half is like um, like glass encased like display. And we installed lights in the display cases and like bracketed them to the wall. And then we moved our old bookshelves into our we call it our laundry garage because it's just like a little like un air conditioned like nook off of our carport where our laundry is. Um, so we're just like, we're, we're getting organized. We got new desks. We're going to up my like remote working space since I'm pretty, pretty well going to stay working remote, you know, no matter, no matter what happens moving forward. Um, I love the laundry garage by the way, cause they all, they have a second fridge in there that they just keep stocked with different, like assorted beers and seltzers that Liam's not like super fond of. And yeah. I just get to pill. And since I pilfer it like lightly and so infrequently, it just it's like an infinite beer cooler to me. <laughs> it never it yeah. never runs out. I kind of wish it would sometimes because it's like yeah. I can't put anything like I I don't I don't really restock it with stuff that I would drink because it's it stays so supplied. Like it's just where all the party beer ends up. And I'm not like a real I go after it. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I have a couple yeah. people who anytime they visit will, you know, will go and pilfer a party beer. But then anytime yeah. people come over, usually they bring something to drink and then, you know, not everybody's going to drink six beers every time they come over, obviously. So it just ends up in that outdoor fridge. I've had to tell people, like, I've got stuff that's like not even in the, the beard drawer out there anymore. I'm just like, y'all got to take your beers home now. Y'all got to take them home. I can't. Man, no more rooms. I think it was uh, one person brought them damn Vizzies. Those are the worst seltzers. I I try to drink them. They fucking suck. <laughs> well, it's like you like can only... every one I've tried. That's sucks. the other part of the the infinite beer fridge is that the party beer that gets left that people don't want to take home. It's never <laughs> like nice beer. It's like you know Miller Lite and and like off brand White Claw. So like, <laughs> there's I'm just like oh well I don't. 
ever want to drink any of this. Not even at the end of. And long you really, day. you really roll the dice on beer sometimes. Like you'll go and you'll pick up like those four four packs of like you know those like matted wrapped cans like every year, and you like take a shot on it, and you'll drink. <laughs> Like one set and be like, this is shit. I don't like it. And then like, there it goes. <laughs> yeah. I like, mean, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You know what I'm saying? Got to play to win mm-hmm. other gambling things. Yep. But like the, uh, the, the, the whole point of the, the, the laundry garage and all that was I was talking about, um, working on our projects on Memorial day. We, and I had got up in the attic, man. We were, there was like a little beam that had come down from, like it was slipping off a nail in my roof, like or in my attic. So my ceiling was like in my bedroom was kind of bowing down. Like it, it looked like the fucking Demogorgon was trying to bust through the wall a little bit. So I had to get up there and like, now it's just being, I mean, I was just, I didn't have anybody, like I didn't have like a real like carpenter person or like roofer come over. I just, you know, my father-in-law is a real handy guy, but now my, there's this beam in my roof that's being held up by like, uh, two eye hooks and a ratcheting strap and some screws and a, and a screwdriver It got left up there. Cause it got tangled into the ratcheting strap. It's holding some of the load. So that's going to be our, uh, our temporary fix until it's not, a bajillion degrees because my shins were sweating up there, dude. Like it was, it was nuts. It was nuts. It was like, it was so hot. It was like maybe 85 degrees outside. And then it's like, I don't know, a hundred degrees in the attic. And that's sitting down on the floor in the attic. So like when you stood up to, to get in or get out, your, your legs were in a hundred degrees and then your head is up in like 110 degrees. So it was, it was, Anybody who you know, who works sweaty like that, shin, I'm an old sweat. They call me. I'm a sweaty shin piece of piece of work. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that for free. Well, do shit. I sound like a fucking robot. Yeah, a little bit. Do I sound like a robot to you? Yeah, yeah. That's how I figured I sounded like one. So y'all just call me robot, robot Pete. Yeah. T part T pain reporting for duty. Should we? Uh, it was doing a funny thing actually oh. when we started off. It was just like you would start talking and then it was like it would glitch and then try and catch up. So it would be like, it was just like, give me a a fast forwarded version of what you said. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, should we talk about some, uh, some sad shit? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's hit that first article. Ooh, taking a real gamble on a sound drop. Okay. There we go. Um, yeah. Did you so, look up how to pronounce this shit first? Yes, it's Uvalde. Yeah, we're talking about uh, the shooting in in Uvalde, and I mean, we all know what happened. There's there's a, a we have a couple articles. Um, there's a timeline, uh, but really, I think what we were going to focus on is how it's come it's come to light that these cops are no longer. Uh, cooperating with the Texas probe of the shooting. Um, and this is from ABC news. Uvalde police school district, no longer cooperating with Texas probe of shooting. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're trying to button up. They're trying to be like, don't look into, we don't, Hey, don't, don't worry. Y'all don't need to worry about what we did. What we need to worry about is thoughts and prayers. 
Yeah, I don't think those are going to cut it this time. Mm-mm. I think um, I think they're going to be pretty persistent. I'd imagine, unless uh, I mean, the problem that I, can, I mean, that you can foresee pretty transparently is it's like all of Texas is uh, shamed for this because Governor Greg Abbott really tried to kind of change the details and the um, course of events in his initial statements. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, he just flat out lied uh, and then had to walk back statement. So it's like normally I'd be like, oh yeah, they're gonna fucking turn on turn over every stone but now i'm like is what's good for uvalde good for the texas police force i mean it's kind of cynical i mean i have to i have to believe that they're going to um try to hold this police department um responsible for its part in the in the massacre um yeah, well, the, you know. the the director of the Department of Public Safety uh, there, this guy, uh, Colonel Stephen McCraw, uh, said that the delayed police entry into the classroom, which, I mean, they hung out for like an hour, basically, um, outside of the classroom while the shooting was happening, uh, was like, was, quote, the wrong decision. Uh, and after he gave that interview is when they stopped cooperating Uh with the uh, Department of Public Safety and like the the state like oversight committees, I'm sure. Honestly, if I'm Greg Abbott right now, I'm trying to bring the hammer down on these Uvalde cops because they misreported events that that happened. Like they, I think they took credit for shooting for for killing the shooter um, when it was not and them. They never actually even breached the room. It was uh, it was Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. It was. And what was the other thing about uh, the door being propped open? Yeah, they tried to say at first that a teacher had propped open a door, which uh, a teacher did prop open a door before the shooter entered the school, but um, she closed the door. So the door, but the door failed to lock and that's how the shooter got inside. But the, the police originally had said that the door was propped open and that's how the shooter got in. So, I mean, that's like that's something that you would only find out after the fact like that a door had been propped open. So you must've been looking at camera footage, which would have also showed you that not only did she open the door, but she closed the door. So there's just, I've, I mean, I've heard that the, the police chief who was responsible for telling people to hold off had said that he, he thought when the police got there after the shooting at art, some of the shooting had already taken place that he didn't send in uh, the SWAT team to like instruct him to open the door or, or break through the door because it it had changed from a shooter situation to like a barricaded person situation. And it's like, nah, dog, like you don't like, what are you talking about? You got a SWAT team in a town of like 16,000. It's half your city budget and y'all don't know what to do in this situation. So they're, they're trying to, CYA and uh, it's pretty yeah. apparent uh, and I guess like you said once the um, Department of Public Safety kind of threw them under the bus and said that oh y'all they, like they realized they didn't have their back they were like alright we gotta we gotta be as tight lipped as we can and like lawyer up and you know try to shuffle anything around that we can to make ourselves look as good as we can I mean if Texas was being real I mean the FBI should be 
all the fuck up in their business and being like, all right, well, if you're not going to cooperate, we're going to subpoena everything. And Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys basically can't access any of your files. Uh, we'll set you up a temporary workstation, but like you can't be, you can't even be in this, in the building. You can't fucking talk to one another about this shit. Like, I mean, you got to take it seriously. I mean, oh, at that yeah. point, if they're like, hey, we're not cooperating, it's like, okay, well, then you're going to feel what this feels like to not cooperate with a, an investigation. Yeah, with somebody who has authority over you. Um, so let's get this. I mean, and. Yeah. Just this this and, like uh, gross. I assume that's some measure of that is happening. I hope so, and I hope that these parents take these this police force and the city of Uvalde for all that they fucking have, be, and with wrongful death suits because like this sort of gross like incompetence is insane. I mean, there's a larger conversation to be had about like gun culture in America and and gun laws, which is definitely. The problem that's that's feed it's like the feeding the it's the biggest symptom of of the school shooting problem that we have. Like it is kind of like the virus that causes the disease, or at least like enables the disease. But like it, this this sort of negligence and incompetence from the police department, like I would, if I were one of these parents, I would crater this city. I would just be like, ah, let's go. We're going to all sue you together. It's going to be wrongful death yeah, all around. Then, then we can afford the uh, the lawyer fees if it's shared amongst people. And it's a, like a class action, right? Because mm-hmm. individually, that's a problem. Most people say like, oh, I'm going to sue you. It's like, well, most individuals don't have the funds to afford a lawyer and their suit wouldn't be big enough to entice like a good group of lawyers to get paid once uh, the cash value is awarded. But with enough people like this and with such an uh, incredibly gut-wrenching case, I would imagine, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, well, and if sure anyone is people like, really thinking like we're talking about too. this in like a callous way and like, oh, you're talking about money, it's like, yeah, there's been a lot of like, I mean, for, for, for Americans, there's been time between the shooting and now, and we're really just responding from the perspective of a of a parent who you know, had their entire world ripped asunder um, from a horrible tragedy, uh, but on the compounded with gross um, incompetence uh, by the police force. Yeah. And uh, the fact that the force hasn't, like, as Blake's favorite word, been capitulated to the criticism and um, just thrown themselves down on their sword and said, like, we fucked up entirely. We resign. Um, yeah. And we'll spend the rest of our lives making amends. Is like, yeah, these guys uh, don't deserve any kind of sympathy, and and it's not it's not callous to take the only recompense you can take in a civil society like this. As William was saying a a lawsuit that craters this city of Uvalde and um, takes this police force down to nothing. Oh, for sure, because it's like, what are you for? Like, you're not you're not you're good for no, you're literally good for nothing. Like. You can maybe yeah. hand out some some traffic tickets, but when it comes down to like actually protecting the citizens of your of your city, like you're you're worthless. Like you 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 actively like prevented help from being delivered, actually. Like you were out there stopping parents from going in there and trying to do at least do something to get their kids out. Like it's 
straight nuts to me how incompetent these people are and how they, they didn't even breach the door. It was border patrol agents. So they literally did nothing. Like they didn't intervene at all except to keep parents out of the school. So and another thing too, to think about, like when you think about it, like 19 officers were in the hallway, apparently like pinned down from gunfire, but he was shooting through the door. And a hallway has two entrances. So if he's shooting it one way, they should be able to come from another way or through a window. Um, you know, they have flash bombs, smoke bombs. And even if you're like, well, they could harm the children, it would be better than the children getting shot and killed. And also, if he's just spraying, like, there's going to be very low accuracy. I, I just, it, from even just a very simple thought analysis of like strategically undertaking that situation, which you are trained and paid to do. Um, it, it is, it is wild how, how frozen they were. Yeah. Well, the moment, why do you have a SWAT team? What do they train for besides this scenario? Like you're not training for a fast and the furious, chase like you're not you're not training for a bank heist you're training for if you are a SWAT team and you live in a town that has public schools or like you know large large schools what are you doing besides training for like active shooter drills like there's this and and to to say that it's like to see that it's 40 percent of this town's budget goes to their police force and be like all right so we no longer need a police force we need we know that now like, cause they are not, they're incapable of protecting our, our citizens. So we're going to have to pay out a bunch of money in wrongful death suits that these people are, you know, maybe going to go and like, just try and pick up the pieces of their lives with, or they can use it to lobby to try and get some sort of gun law change done on a state or city level. Like they can do whatever they want with it because we owe it to them. It's literally the least we could do. But then after that, we're going to take that part of our city budget and we're going to put it into things that I guess we can do to actually help people. Because clearly our police force is 100% useless. It's 100% useless. And it's, I mean, man, it's just when you think about all the people that are always crying for more guns and more police money for police officers and more training. These police officers weren't frozen in fear from John Rambo who came to exact vengeance on a small town that was cruel to them. They were utterly powerless against an 18 year old who'd had guns for like a month. Who had guns for, yeah. And had purchased guns for a few days and was not a cold, calculating 18-year-old who had methodically planned out his attack. He crashed the fucking... He shot his grandma in the face, in the head that morning, Mm -hmm. crashed the fucking truck into a ditch, and kind of stumbled and bumbled his way into the school, shooting at the front of the building as he walked up to it. Like... This this is it doesn't get it doesn't get like less 
Tactical. I don't want to say easier, but like it doesn't get sloppier than this kid. Yeah. Like it it doesn't. And you were paralyzed. You had analysis paralysis is what happened because the police force, rather than having well-equipped, intelligent, decisive people occupying it, they have a bunch of numbskulls with body armor and expensive cars and weapons. The funds have been misplaced. The funds don't need to go to the, the newest and greatest Dodge Charger. The funds don't need to go to the next laser-scoped long rifle and upgraded magazine. The funds need to go to intelligent, capable, decisive, trained people. So yeah. I, I think Uvalde is a perfect case for reduce this police force down to a third of its current size. Yeah. And put Fire all those other resources of- into all the, the 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 Second Amendment touters' favorite deflection. Put that money into like community mental health resources. Yeah, like, but actually do it. Like, actually do something about it. Don't just say mental health, not guns. Mental health, mental health, mental health. That's like, <laughs> like thoughts and prayers, mental health. Thoughts and prayers, mental health. Don't, but we don't want to start this conversation. But like the, the inaction of this police department, just to take it kind of like swing it into the larger conversation is such a perfect mirror for how people approach gun violence in America anyway. Like just to stand outside and be like, oh, I w-, like the police force standing outside with guns and body armor saying like, I wish there was something we could do. You know, if only the teachers had guns. Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? The SWAT team was there, and they couldn't do anything. Like, where? Like, but these are. This is the conversation. Like, just never even gets off the ground because the the attitude that you have to to have to to feel, or the position that you have to adopt maliciously, if not you know, out of actually being defeated, like the attitude you have to have to not even consider ramping up gun laws is so fatalistic and defeatist that you might as well be a cop like sitting outside of a fucking a school a classroom with guns and body armor saying i wish there was something we can do it's like there's an obvious solution yeah it's it should be obvious to everybody and spoiler alert it's not arm teachers like it's Make it harder to get guns. Like, I know all the 2A people lose their minds and, like, one of these shall not be infringed, but, like, <laughs> it's just not, I'm not talking about taking guns away. I'm not talking about, about, you know, every reach, government reaching into your, your closet and opening up your gun safe and taking away your AR that you have from God. But like, maybe just some common sense gun laws. This can start, institute. yeah. I mean, to get started for sure. Yeah, and then we'll the see how rolling. that shapes up. If that is effective, then we can implement new stuff. Like, but let's not pretend like we're somehow so different and 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 like fucking Mandalorian guns are a part of my religion over here in America. Like we're so different from the UK or Australia or any one of these other countries or Canada where they've restricted 
guns, like access to guns and, and vamped up their gun laws and seen drastic results. Like they've seen drastic reductions in gun crime. It's just what happens when you increase, when you increase the strength of your gun laws, gun crime goes down. Like everybody thinks that America is such a special, a special little bud, like a special boy. Like, (laughs) That there's just been, there was a magical genie that was let out of a bottle in 1776 where we just adopted the way of the gun as a part of our lifestyle and it's core to who we are as a people. But like, times have changed. Things are different. We need, we need more restrictions on guns. Like, there already are restrictions. So... I know everybody loses their minds about the second amendment, but like if you think that age restrictions and restrictions for felons and restrictions for people who have committed violent crimes aren't unconstitutional, then you admit that shall not be infringed is a, it was, it was dramatic language. Sure. And I'm sure, you know, whoever wrote that amendment down was, was really popping off that day, but we can, we can change it up a little bit. Like we can, well, they could never have imagined the the sheer firepower of modern weaponry and weaponry and they could never have imagined the cultural and societal despondency that breeds these fucking like lunatics that come and shoot up elementary school kids they yeah. couldn't couldn't have fathomed if 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 Edgar Allan Poe had written the most macabre story ever about someone going into a school and shooting up children they would have been like this is this is something from the void. Like Edgar, this is like too ghoulish even for you. Like it's not, it's there's, there's nothing, there's no frame of reference that they had like that. No. And, and it's, it's, you're just, I'm just not, I'm just not going to listen to anyone that doesn't talk about Uvalde and massacres in the United States without a solution based framing. And we can, discuss your solution but if you're talking about it in a uh like a blase kind of like fatalistic like you said kind of way where there's just no there's no way to solve this problem it's it's the only and you know i'm just not going to listen to you and i don't think you should speak anymore about it because there's there's real shit going on um there's real shit to real people and Real people are losing their lives. Real children are losing their lives. And you got to move the fuck out of the way. You just got to move the fuck out of the way and sit in the corner and suck your thumb. Um, because, like, the grown-ups need to change things uh, before things get, you know, even worse. Or before, yeah. God forbid, it's somebody you know. And it's somebody you care about that gets killed. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, is, is I think it's... A, uh, something that we see quite regularly on the the fundamentalist side of any any position is that like you don't you you are unwilling to waver even a, a, a an inch unless you are personally affected by the thing that you want to defend. Like, I, and seen, I won't be sympathetic if you come over at that point. I'm just going to be honest about that. Yeah, well, it's like you know, welcome welcome to the movement. You know, that good great that you're here. So let's, let's actually try. It's, it's, it's tough because you know how incredible, like, you know how it took something horrible personally happening to you or somebody, you know? Yeah. Like that's, there's a bunch of people just like you were. (laughs) So we're going to have to, 
take some control from some of those people. I know everybody likes to have their big military fantasy where they pretend they're a Wolverine and that, you know, once if, if, if the reds come red? over here yeah. <laughs> and, and try and take us, but Hey, guess what? Even in red, they all die. Like there's no, the, the point, the point of having a well-regulated militia in 1776 was that, yeah, a group of guys with muskets and like a few days of field training could, could line up, against a bunch of other people who were in a line holding muskets and and they could do they could do something right they but like now if you're trying to if you're if you're if we are being invaded either by our own military in a coup or by an outside military force that has somehow overcome our own enormous standing military and enormous standing national guard you're just fucked like there's nothing you're going to do no matter what kind of arsenal you have personally to overcome what is likely a a missile equipped or drone equipped enemy like all that means is that you're going to be holding an AR15 when you get blown up by a drone that you didn't even see coming like yeah but even even that like even fucking i don't know engaging with that crazy fucking dare to be great fantasy is too much for for that you know because it's like yeah like just just fuck off with that go talk to your buddies in a chat room about that stupid mm-hmm. shit we're talking about real shit it's like also be real you know? about about you though like when you yeah, be real you, about you be real about how well you know how to use a gun and your knowledge of military tactics and employing and, and them. look at those 19 cops huddled in a fucking hallway that couldn't go up to that door and unlock it with a key or kick it in or shoot or do something or put or figure something out. Be real that you wouldn't be one of those 19 cops because you would be. And it's like, come on, come on. Yeah. Like while you're playing games and, and daydreaming about the Russians or the American military turning on you, children are being shot. You know, people yeah. are being killed in, while they go shopping, you know, or they're being ca- killed at their place of employment, or they're being killed while they go listen to a music show, or they're being killed by they wa- when they watch a movie. You know, they're being killed in all walks of life, from from young to old, black to white, Asian, and everything in between. It's it's not a fantasy. Yeah, you know, it's real. And the time for playing about this good guy with a gun fantasy is over. Like we've seen it now. We've seen it employed. This SWAT team is not the exception that proves the rule. Like the SWAT team is just a realistic depiction of what happens when you say, Oh, if there was just a good guy with a gun, I know there's, there's been, there's scenarios where people can point to, well, there's this old guy in a church and he fought like, the more guns there are, the more likely we are to have gun violence. Like, it's just the simple fact of the matter. It it's just it, correlation and causation are 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 they're not even parallel lines. They're on top of one another. Like, it's it's so clear. So like, let's stop playing and and pretending. That like, oh, well, if one of those teachers had had a gun, it's like this, this kid rolled up in there with an assault rifle 
and a thousand rounds of ammunition. Three hundred and seventy-five rounds of ammunition. That's the part that really boggles my mind that they that he was able to get three hundred and seventy-five rounds of ammunition. Yeah. I mean, that is just I mean, how in good conscience can someone sell that? I mean, it says that it is unknown where he purchased the ammunition. He got the gun from Oasis Outback. Mm-hmm. Um, he got the, uh, but 375 rounds, that's a staggering amount of ammunition. I mean, staggering. Well, to put, I mean, to, and to put it into an AR-15, it's like, well, he could just want to go out and shoot you know, shoot on the farm, do some target practice. It's like, sure, sure. But like, that's a hobby. Like at this point, it's a hobby. It's fun. It's for fun. Like it's not, it's not for defense. You're not defending yourself with an AR. Well, And also let's talk about that. I mean, I think that that is, is could still be a possibility for an American. Could it be possibility for somebody with, uh, two DUIs and a domestic, uh, a domestic violence currently on their record? Could it be a possibility for somebody that um, has a history of mental illness? Or could it be a possibility for somebody who just turned 18? I would say no to all those. I would say it could be a possibility for someone who is a mature adult and would under, would agree to undergo uh, a long waiting list period, uh, who would undergo a long a, ser- a series of psych evaluations, mm-hmm. who would undergo thorough background checks and having everything linked to them um and who would maybe i would yeah open up open up some 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 in maybe like a little quick investigation (laughs) you know yeah let me take a look at your dms yeah let me take a look at your dm i mean if you're gonna buy that amount of ammunition then you need to be okay with it and so and i'm sure there are people that oh that's just ridiculous i just want to be able to buy guns and yeah it's it's too easy for you to get that much ammunition and and you don't take guns seriously enough. Yeah. And that's my big thing. You you think like, "Oh, I'm you just don't understand guns." It's like, "No, you're just lazy as fuck and you don't want to have to do any work." And I'm I'm sorry, but I have no sympathy for a lazy fuck who just their only real argument against gun control, the real root of it is that you don't want to have to wait in a line. You don't want guns to take longer for you to get. You don't want to have to pay a little extra money to get your ammo. That's what y'all are really saying. That's what's the real heart of this, and that's not good enough when you stack it up against people's lives. No. So I don't, I'm not listening. Like what I'm saying, I don't listen to your little bullshit, bad faith arguments because they're not solution-based. All they're rooted in is your lazy, slovenly ass not being able to being like, oh man, I don't want to have to fucking wait for my AR. It's my I don't hobby. Really have to. Yeah, it's my hobby. Okay, them kids died. Well, they, you know, them teachers should have had guns. Them same teachers that we underpay, don't respect, and call pedophiles. Call pedophiles, criticize, want to take more authority from. Those are the same people. They, and see, that's how I know you're not thinking. These aren't well thought out arguments. They're just slap shot. They're just spray shot. They're just is from the hip kind of bullshit. And you're arguing, you know, I can't argue with you. You're mad. Yeah. I'm, but I'm trying to say is I'm trying to have a discussion about solutions because I, it doesn't sit right with me 
that people are being shot and killed. 19 elementary school kids and two teachers doesn't sh- sit right with me, just like Sandy Hook didn't sit right with me. That's, I'm not trying to argue. Yeah. Not after, I mean, the, the only way to, to effectively maintain their position is to stop the, the conversation from happening. Like, yeah, that's it. You want to get mired down in the muck and like be like, oh, you don't, you don't know about this, this type of gun. It would take, if you're going to take our, it's like, it's all, it's all designed to like straw man, put words in your mouth and like assume your position before you ever actually have to. And it's like, I don't, I don't care that you think that I want to take your guns away. That's not what anybody's talking about. Like, we need to get or whatever your little like your little constitutional argument is like whatever you had that you thought you were going to say like your big your big fucking libertarian two a argument that you read on 4chan and memorized and like you you're bringing to me because it's supposed to be like a step by step logically infallible argument to own the libs it's like no 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 what we're talking <laughs> about here is we're talking we're talking about ways to keep kids from getting murdered that's what we're talking about i don't care that you like having a fucking ar-15 that you can go out to your farm and blow up tannerite with get a playstation like there's plenty of other hobbies that you can have that or, or go through some tests Pay yeah. some extra money. I'm saying, you can Spend still some shoot time. the Tannerite. Look, I have no problem with it. If I want to shoot Tannerite, I can wait six, six months, get my Tannerite, call up my boys, and we'll do it. Because we're because I am a even keel, tax paying, like non psychotic American who can do something like that without any problem. I can pass any fucking screening you give me. I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah, and no is any, and, and neither is anybody I know that owns a gun. No. Now, if if you're a fucking dipshit who who beat on his wife, or fucking doesn't pay child support and has issues like that, then yeah, you might have some fucking trouble. Boo hoo. That's how we want it to work. You're supposed yeah, to that's have how trouble. I want it to work. <laughs> like it's like you know you know how qualified you have to be to get a pilot's license. And think about how many people die in plane crashes in America every year as compared to how many people are killed by guns every year. Like, you have to have hundreds of flight hours. You have to be trained by a licensed instructor, and you have to go to a specific place to get that training and have specific equipment. You have to prove that you are capable and that you you have the mental capacity to be trusted with such a dangerous machine. Mm-hmm. And you have to hold insurance. I mean, even like roll it a step back. Just having, just having a car, like driving a car in America, you have to get spend spend hours and hours studying and getting a license. You have to pass a test from a certified instructor. You have to be issued a license from a government agency. You have to maintain that license. And if you are, in, if you are in any way, don't like maintain your part of the bargain while you're using your equipment, you can be cited and eventually lose your privilege. Like you can lose your right to, to have a a driver's license and you have to store and maintain your equipment. And you have, if in a, in a safe manner and you have to hold insurance. So like if you, 
and you have to register your vehicle. Like there's so much more oversight on literally just driving a car than there is on yeah. owning a deadly weapon. And any responsible gun owner wouldn't care. Like yeah. who did, who isn't like two a brainwashed, like bugabooed. Like if you have a problem with proving that you are mental, you have the mental faculties and, and, and the correct training and know how and have spent the time to like do what's right to own a deadly weapon, like a firearm that's capable of killing hundreds of people on mass, then you don't need to have one. Yeah. Like you can't, that's it. You can't fly a bunch of people around in a plane or drive a bunch of people around in a bus without having special training. Why should we trust you with something that gives you the means to kill people on mass? Like, you need to have. Only, you need yeah, to be. You need. You need to prove that you can. You're worthy of that responsibility. It's dipshits. It's dipshits and gun merchants and organizations that represent gun merchants that popularize these fucking ideas and these arguments. And they're all in bad faith. And like I said at the top, I'm. I'm not going to entertain them anymore. I'm not going to get in to an argument with you about it because you don't have any leg to stand on. And that's it. You know, come to the table with a solution. Think about a real solution. We could talk about solutions, but uh, paranoia, fear of loss of property and ease of access to dangerous weapons. You, you're just, you're not, not trying to hear that. Yeah. You're just, yeah. You're not, you're not a, you, you haven't done the, you don't have the answer, Sway. You haven't done, done the research. research. Yeah, the education. <laughs> and you're and you're ignoring what's in front of you to to assuage your your fear of a hypothetical threat. Like you're unwilling to engage on even the smallest measure that could potentially save lives because you're scared. You're scared of losing your toy. Not even losing your toy. Yeah. You're scared of it being a little harder to get your toy. Yeah, that's it. And then you don't want to think of it as a toy. You think you put too much importance on a gun. And, you know, simultaneously too much and, and not enough at all. Like you don't take it seriously yeah. at all. Like, but you, but you, the, the, your right to have it is twice as important as what it's your, as your ability to use it responsibly or our ability to gauge who should have them. Like it's, it's nuts, dude. Like quit, yeah. stop all that crying. Let's talk about fixing this. <laughs> like let's for real. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, well I think know, that's a good place yeah. to uh, wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Some, you know, some other stuff happened this week, but this was this was what we had on our minds and our hearts, and I hope y'all have uh, maybe taken taken something from it, at least a little entertainment. Blake, don't at me, don't at me, Blake, unless you got a solution. <laughs> I'm talking to you. I'm, just, I'm talking to you, big dog. I reject your I premise. You that shit. Yeah, I reject your premise. <laughs> Off the rip. <laughs> I don't want to mess with me. He was like, I got it. We're gonna strap. ARs to golden retrievers and train them 
to pull the trigger at the first smell of danger. He's like, here's the thing. I'm going to Houston, big dog. All right. I'm getting at the NRA conference. I'm going away in LaPierre. I'm going to tell him what's up. I'm going to tell him what we need to do. All right. And that's. I'm going to get him in all this new crypto I'm, I'm peddling. Mm-hmm. Proximity mines funded by, <laughs> by Dust Bunny coin on the perimeter of every school. <laughs> I'm on the outer limits of finance. You're still fucking in the analogs of the past. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're still you're you're talking about banks and stocks and fucking f- investing in, in what was it an index fund? How how cute, how quaint. <laughs> she talked to me when you're ready to have an adult conversation. <laughs> we love you, Blake, and we're not putting words in your we mouth. Love you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Although we love do, I love cosplaying as Blake. I, I do favorite. too. It's some of my favorite shit. It is some of my favorite yeah. shit. But the the, 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 the words and the words of this podcast do not reflect the opinions of any Blakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thank y'all so much for listening. We'll holler at y'all next time. Eat.